listening to World WWE Throwback Thursday. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into World of WWE. My name is Anthony, and I'm joined by my co host today. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Carlos. You can find me on Instagram, All About WWE 2020. Yes, All About WWE 2020. While we're throwing out social media stuff, I have some very exciting news. Initially, we were only available on two platforms. Flat, flat um, we were only available on Spotify and Anchor. However, we are now also on. So we're on Anchor. We're on newly added to Breaker. We're also on Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Spotify. So make sure you check us out on any of those platforms or maybe all five because we sound the same on each one. <laughs> There's no difference. But also the one difference though is with Anchor, anytime you listen to Anchor, you basically help us out because helping us out spread our word and basically talk about us and network with us. So check us out on Anchor as well. Anchor is very cool. You could also set up your own podcast for free through Anchor. Um, you heard the little message earlier, so you know what to do. Also, we are streaming on YouTube. You can find us on World of WWE on YouTube. You could subscribe, hit the notification bell. You'll probably get bonus episodes through YouTube that aren't available on any of these platforms, so make sure you tune in to YouTube as well. Also, we have content on Instagram, World of WWE. Um, you can find us at friend, and we will obviously like to connect on there. And finally, we have a Facebook page as well, because why not? So join our Facebook page group, World of WWE. And Carlos, that is it with our uh, platforms. A lot to say there. But it's exciting because I, you know, it's, I didn't think we would even be able to catch one platform. So I'm excited that we're on five. So yeah. How are you doing, Carlos? More of our people. More of our exactly. And thank you for mentioning that. Make sure you leave a comment because we love to hear them and we love to respond. And you're as important to the show as we are because your thoughts and ideas will drive our um, plans and everything. So, yes, leave a comment. Talk to us. Also, if you can, make sure you like us on any of the platforms that are available so that we can get the word out. All right, Carlos. How have you been? It's been a while. Um, there's been crazy. It's been a bit. There's been like new champions crowned. There's been people getting fired, which I don't even want to talk about because I'll go into my trauma trigger again. I don't don't want to go into Zelina Vega. I'm getting triggered already. But but I'm calming down because I could watch her on Twitch, the Trinidad. So it's okay. I'm all right. Um. But how are you doing? What are your thoughts on, you know, these past couple of months with WWE? And just, yeah, fill us in on what's been going on with you. It's been good, you know. I've just been working, you know, and getting in touch with WWE. It's been really good. Honestly, it's the, the back and forth with, like, Randy and Drew. I feel like they should have ended the rivalry a while ago. But, you know, it is what it is. The, the Helmet Soul match, like, I was glad that Randy won it. But I don't know. I feel like he shouldn't have lost it that quick. Yeah, I agree with you on both. I think I, 
I like Randy Orton, but I feel like lately he's been kind of like thrown down our necks, you know, from Honestly, everything that he's done this year, everything pure gold. Everything yeah. that he's done this year, honestly. Wow. Well he's been good, don't get me wrong. And you know what? I have to we're gonna be doing think I'm gonna leave a special announcement too. Thank you for leading us into that, Carlos, because Randy Orton is definitely on this list. We are going to be creating a list. Um, hopefully this will be out by, okay, so Carlos and I are planning this. I haven't told him yet, so this is live. I'm planning on doing a special Christmas episode and a special New Year's episode. Um, these will come out, obviously, before New Year's Eve um, and before Christmas, but for the New Year's Eve episode, I'm Carlos and I are going to go back before we make our list, and we are going, well... We'll figure out. We'll work out the kinks. But we're going to have a list of the greatest matches of WWE in 2020. And Randy Orton definitely makes the list. I'm excited because I haven't seen a lot of these matches. So I'm taking your word for it that Randy Orton's matches have been really good. So make sure you're on the lookout for that because that's coming up uh, at the end of the month. But yes, I agree. I do. He's, Randy Orton is going to definitely go in the Hall of Fame. Like, Don't get me wrong. He is... Great, but it's just like for me, I'm I feel like I want to see more people, and I know like Vince McMahon doesn't like the the, the smaller ones, but like Ricochet, you know? what man? Like um, Keith Lee, definitely. Keith Lee, da exactly. You know, and I I love Orton, I really do, but like it, you know, Undertaker actually, and we'll talk about him later on. I was watching the documentary; you could find it on. WWE Network, his Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold, round two, and basically he said that he he didn't he wasn't upset that he lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30, he just felt that Brock didn't need to win it, you know, he felt like a, a younger guy, like a younger talent, like Roman Reigns, he Roman said, Reigns, yeah. exactly. I don't think it was Exactly. I know. I hear you with that, but I think he was just saying like somebody like that. I don't think because Roman yeah. Reigns, twenty fourteen wasn't really anything, but um, but yeah. But Orton's been good, and there is something that will I'll mention him later on. But I agree with you. Zelina Vega getting fired is a huge loss to to WWE for sure. But you know what? Maybe AEW will pick her up. We'll see. Um, for me, things have been going all right. I've been you know finally getting my groove back into WWE. I've been taking some time away from it, but these past couple of weeks, I really enjoyed it. So um, before we jump into our show today, we are going to jump in our time machine and discuss events that happened on this date, December 3rd, 2020. You might be listening later on, so that's okay, but we're talking about the date that we're recording this December 3rd. So, we're going to go over birthdays. So, super crazy, former ECW and WWE superstar Luchador was born December 3rd, 1973. He's 47. He's most known for his matches against Tajiri and a part of the Mexicals in WWE. Um, December 3rd, 1982, Jack Hager, known in WWE as Jack Swagger, was born. He's 38. He was like an All-American and he was a former world champion, so... And then in 1986, December 3rd, Wolfgang, he's part of NXT UK. He was a former NXT UK tag team champion with um, Gallus. He's 34 now. So 
Happy birthday to Super Crazy, Jack Swagger, and Wolfgang for sure. Um, so now also we're going to stay in our time machine um, because we're going to go over the important moments that happened today, December 3rd in WWE history. So going to December 3rd, 1991, WWE had this Tuesday in Texas. It was the first time WWE did a, well, actually the last time WWE tried to do a weekday pay-per-view um, during the late 80s. The Survivor Series was on whatever day Thanksgiving was. So if it was a Thursday, which that's what it is, it was always on Thursday. <laughs> so they did that. But anyways, this Tuesday in Texas was premiered on Tuesday, 1991. Only 140,000 homes watched the pay-per-view. And it was the last time WWE tried to do a weekday pay-per-view until Taboo Tuesday in 2004. And the main event saw Hulk Hogan defeat the WWE champion, The Undertaker, regaining the title. So that was a decent match. And now we're going to go to one of the worst pay-per-views in WWE history, um, December to Dismember. It was a 2006 pay-per-view. ECW was created by initially by Paul Heyman back in the 90s, and then Vince McMahon bought it in 2001, and Vince McMahon decided to resurrect ECW in 2006. However, they should have remained dead because Vince McMahon totally buried it again. So the event came from Augusta, Georgia. Only 90,000 homes bought the pay-per-view, and the main event saw an extreme elimination chamber match as the ECW champion, The Big Show, Defended against Test, Rob Van Dam, Bobby Lashley, CM Punk, and Hardcore Holly. Bobby Lashley won the title that night. I have never seen this pay-per-view, so I don't really know. But it is regarded as the worst. One of the worst pay-per-views. So, I didn't miss anything out. Have you seen that one, Carlos? Um, no, actually. <laughs> He's gonna okay. Well, report to us. Let us know how bad it was. Okay. Um. So now we are gonna jump into Undertaker. So the Undertaker had has been in WWE for thirty years. He basically had his final farewell at the Survivor Series. Um, this past couple week, Carlos, what did you think of his final farewell? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I okay. So let me tell you what I thought about it. The entrance was way too long. Yes, the entrance was. I did okay. Here's the thing: the entrance was long. I loved when they like made him go like rise up. You know, like when he was on the stairs and they. Here's what I was very confused by. I understand like he has all those friends. But, like, then they left the ring. So I was just like, what was... I was like, what's the point of that, you know? <laughs> but it was all right. But here's what I got to say. I It didn't do it justice for me. I don't know. I think that maybe they should have kind of just left it with him just at WrestleMania. Because the thing is, like, I feel like it's more, for me, I'm more impacted by surprise. For example, when Undertaker, I don't know who, I think it was against Roman Reigns. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. You might have to remind me. After the match, he lost, and then he took off his gloves. To me, that was, 
that was very symbolic. And I and your first thought is, wait, is he done? When they lead up saying this is his final farewell, you kind of already know what to expect, meaning like, okay, we're not going to see him anymore. But like when you're let the Undertaker is supposed to be mysterious and and I understand now he's breaking kayfabe and he wants it or like he's in People magazine in his kitchen. Like I get it. But like just I think that would have been better if they just kind of like kept like, you know, let him be AJ Styles and him do the arm and the thing. Cause you know, it's just like now how we get it. He's done, you know? So I don't know. And I love Undertaker and it, you know, and I did, I'm not going to lie. Like when I, I almost teared up, you know, because I do think he's amazing. He's one of my favorites, but I just wish that they kind of just, you know, left it where it was. I love the Paul Bearer tribute. That was cool and everything, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. Oh, one and more, I, one more thing. Can, I, can we go back in the time machine so I can be in my moment? Yeah, uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, Jump right in. Right. So, on December 3rd, we're going to go all the way to 2013. Okay. Uh, CM Punk was cutting a promo in the video about him being the longest reigning WWE champion in the modern era. and was interrupted by the Miz. The Miz challenged CM Punk to take a lie detector test for later on in the night because... At the time, the Shield was causing chaos all over the WWE, and everyone, including myself, believed that the Paul Heyman and Punk were involved with the Shield. The Miz asked CM Punk if he has any involvement with the Shield before he gets in. An answer: The Shield attacks the Miz and triple power bombs the Miz. Oh that shoot! Was like, that was that was pretty insane. I remember um, when I think they debuted, and I think it was during CM Punk's match, and yeah. I. I liked I liked the shield. And the thing about the shield was for some reason Roman Reigns stood out to me the most. I don't know why. But here's a funny story about the shield. This is pretty funny and you'll you'll find this funny. So back in twenty fourteen, I took my fiance to her first wrestling show. And we went to Bridgeport, Connecticut, and it was a live show. And this was right before Elimination Chamber twenty fourteen. So they were doing the Shield against the Wyatt family, right? So <laughs> the Wyatt family come out, and they're like, you know, it's black. They come out, everything's cool, it's dark, whatever. And then all of a sudden you hear, Dunna, Dunna, and you know it's the Shield, right? And, you know, we're waiting, we don't see them, you know, they're taking forever. And then all of a sudden, in the corner of my eye, I see them, and I go, they're here, like, mad out, and everybody Turned and looked, and it was just so. I was like, "They're here!" Like I was so extra and into it, and and every yeah, and everybody turned and looked, and then they came down. They were pretty close to us, but yeah, I thought I loved that moment. I recommend going to a house show. Like I do like the live shows, but they do a lot of stuff that they don't show on TV, and a lot of like cool moves and. Things that they can't do on TV. So I definitely recommend that live show. But yeah, I love The Shield. And I really miss CM Punk because he was just very entertaining, Seth in my Rollins opinion. Might be a lot of he does. Speaking of Rollins, before we jump into anything else, what did you think of Survivor Series with him just taking the blow and just saying, take me out? Is that great or good? Like people are so mad, like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, like, yeah, I think, like, personally, like, he's about to have a kid. This is, like, this is about, like, apart from this around, he's about to have a kid. He's probably just, like, take, he needs to take time off, you know, 
I enjoy it though because they they didn't just have him lose and then like okay he's written off. They they left you with some kind of suspension like okay suspense I mean not suspension suspense because he's on the floor like you wonder okay so why did he do that you know like you want to know when he comes back he says for the greater good and then it's just like when he comes when he does come back. I don't know if they'll make him heel or face, but if he does come back as a heel, it's more intriguing to me. I don't know. But anyways, I'm glad that we kind of are on the same page with that. So, Carlos, we are going to say our final goodbye, our final farewell to The Undertaker with our top 10 moments, our favorite moments of The Undertaker's 30-year history. Carlos, do you want to go first or would you like me to start us off? Okay, some great moments i listen i have a lot of moments that are similar to that but yeah a lot of those moments that you talked about like i remember seeing like live the uh the moment where you said undertaker comes out of the burning casket i was watching that pay-per-view and i was like like all into it because i was like yeah come on get him i was like super into it cool 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 all right so let me give you my 10 moments okay they're a bit different so moment number 10 Royal Rumble 1994, he had a casket match with Yokozuna, and my brother would torment me every time chance he got. He would show me this moment where Undertaker goes into the casket, and then they have him on the big screen, and his eyes are closed, and he turns his head right into the camera, and he's basically, I'm never dead, and this is this whole thing, and I, used to, and I was petrified, but I always will remember that, so that's number 10. Number nine is from Raw, uh, April 26, 1999, the dark wedding of The Undertaker and Stephanie McMahon. Basically, Undertaker abducted Stephanie the night before, and he basically, like, puts her on this, I don't even know what it, like, that symbol that he has, 
and he's about to marry her and Paul Bearer, and she's screaming, no, no. And um, Stone Cold comes out and saves the day, but I remember seeing that and thinking that that was cool. Um, number eight, I have from Raw, July 1st, 2002, Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker in a ladder match. I saw that match live, and I was really impressed by it, and it really did, like, it left an impression on me, because when I got the network, I was like, oh, I definitely got to see this one again. But it was really good. Undertaker had a lot of respect for Jeff Hardy after that. I thought it was cool to see Undertaker, like, bring another young guy up. And then moment number seven, like you, you like one of yours, Undertaker appears in the Cascade Survivor Series 2005. Very cool with the way he just pushed the um, casket out of the way. And I think, was it, I think he actually got burned a little bit there. I don't, I think somewhere I heard that that happened, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god my brother <laughs> you and my brother are bad because he cracks up at that and i'm like oh my god he like got it was like an atomic bomb i was like damn i heard that uh he was the whole match like he had to like wait like 25 minutes and finally he gets in and he fights so he was like 45 minutes on fire okay so, number six um wrestlemania 28 the end of the era had a cell match not the match was great but even the ending when all three of them Shawn michaels triple h and undertaker on the stage and they're just looking i you know was kind of sad with that because i was in I was a senior at that time, and I remember growing up with them, and I, I thought it was going to be the last time, and I was very, you know, sad. Number five takes place at the Hall of Fame, the Paul Bearer final salute, when um, the brothers say, like, because Paul Bearer had just died, and then his sons come out, and they, you know, accept it in his honor, and then Kane introduced him. But then when Undertaker appeared, and he does that salute, that, that made me cry, so I had to put that. Number four, SummerSlam 2008, the Hell in a Cell match with Edge and The Undertaker. Um, there's a moment where Undertaker choke slams Edge right through the ring, and then the ring like it catches on fire. So that was very cool. Number three, I have King of the Ring 1998, Undertaker throwing Mankind off the Hell in a Cell, which was one of your favorites too. I remember seeing that, and being like whoa and i know like a lot of those moments weren't supposed to happen like when undertaker i think he backdrops mankind he mankind wasn't supposed to fall through the cell like the cell was supposed to support him but it didn't so <laughs> crazy moments and then number two undertaker's final match against aj styles the boneyard match i thought it was a great way to send him off and um he had just a badass match and i will always remember that and then my number one moment was Undertaker against Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. I watched that match live, and I just really was taken aback by how amazing it was and definitely still one of my top favorite matches of all time. So it is sad. Undertaker is going to be resting in peace, um, but he will live on. I just bought... Um, you know how the New Day has been trying to sell the Christmas. I bought the Undertaker Ugly Christmas Sweater. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I would, 
It's hideous, right? And the lights and everything. So I will be taking a piss, a, a piss, a picture. I'll be taking a picture and posting it on Instagram. So definitely check out Instagram to see that, because that's gonna be something. Um. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about our quick moment, our our rewind of the night. Um, Carlos, why don't you start us off? What was your favorite moment from last Friday's SmackDown? For Friday Night SmackDown, my favorite moment was when Sasha Banks throwing shot the champagne Carmelo's face. Mm-hmm. With after the three weeks of her attacking her from behind, I don't, I didn't like. It's like I'm getting so pissed off right now. After three weeks, it's like they've been coming up in TV time, little by little. It's like shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Like, what are they doing? Like, have, have you noticed that? Yes, and what's funny is your moment is also my favorite moment. I thought Carmella and Sasha Banks is really good. I, okay, listen, this is, well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because I'm trying to keep it PG, but I think that Carmella and Sasha are two great um, wrestlers and um, they're going to tear it up. And I do think that it was good to see Sasha attack her. Carmella's been looking good. So they're going to tear it up, man. They're going to just kill it. And I feel like they're going to uh, fight at TLC. I was definitely into that moment. But there was something else on SmackDown. It wasn't like, like crazy big, but it was funny. So like, see that? It was like from SmackDown, Big E. Big E was like playing basketball with Apollo Crews backstage. I know where the hell that came from. That was just hilarious. Biggie is the best. I can't wait for him to win some kind of title. All right, so let's jump to Raw. What was your favorite moment from Raw? Raw, uh, the beginning of the show, when right? the Randy Orton and the Fiends in it, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, how, the Randy Orton and the Fiends in that state of mind before, like, begging for him for her back, you know? I, awesome. I promise you people listening this did not happen. That was my favorite moment too. <laughs> this I we did not talk about this beforehand, I promise. I love that moment too because I literally wrote down mind games, you know. It's this is the side of Randy Orton I like. This is the Orton that I you know, he was like, I'm in your mind, I hear the voices and I'm like Yeah, I was like, Yeah. But here's the only thing though. They were playing it off like the fiend was like terrified and like was like begging, but like he didn't really like he was begging. He was like, "Give her to me." Like he wasn't saying like anything. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, "He's so scared." I'm like, "Uh, I think he's like afraid he's gonna hurt Alexa, but I don't think he's really afraid of Orin." But I love that too. And Alexa Bliss just they could keep her on all day because she is just doing so good with this character, and I'm really into it. She's bringing this whole storyline to another level. Like, in my opinion, and this kind of just shows you, like, how far they've come. Back when he was fighting Bray Wyatt, I don't know, like, what, like, 16, maybe 15, I don't know when. Or, I think it was 17, I, mean, I don't know, 2016, possibly. They It just, like, it wasn't good. It died out, it fizzled. But with this extra element of Alexa Bliss, it kind of, it makes it good. So, I agree with you, that was my favorite moment, too. Now, before we jump into our match recommendations, I want to go over some of the match cards coming up for the pay-per-view. So, on December 20th, 2020, we have TLC. You can catch that out on the WWE Network. The only match that has been confirmed so far is a WWE Championship 
Drew McIntyre defending his title against AJ Styles with um, his manager, Omis, who is at least eight foot tall. This dude's tall. Um, so that that's going to be a great match, I think. And then I know right now we're not really focusing on NXT. You can check out the NXT recap tomorrow. That will drop on all five, five platforms, uh, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Also on Anchor, Radio Public, and Spotify. You can catch all of that tomorrow. But TakeOver War Games is coming up this Sunday, December 6th. Some great matches on the card, let me tell you. Definitely check it out because it's going to be good. December 6th. The and also, also go ahead. Um, this Sunday at Tribute to the Troops. Yes. It's going to be on Fox. There are four matches in Australia. There's going to be uh, Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. That's the one. Yeah. And then uh, there's going to be Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and the Street Profits versus Sami Zayn, King Corbin, and Elias, Dolce, Robert Roode. And then this match, I'm really excited for. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Bailey and Natalya. Ooh, that will be good. Carmella will definitely probably find her way to sneak in there, maybe. Um, yeah, so, okay, so you have two options. So maybe you could watch... Uh, Tribute to the Troops, I think, what time was that, 7 or 8 o'clock, was it? Uh, that's actually 3 p.m., I think. Oh, 3 p.m., really? Yeah. I oh. Should, like, I, I don't know, maybe it's too soon to say, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should just saw the look on my face, I was so confused. Well, okay, so then watch Tribute to the Troops, you know, celebrate the troops, celebrate the family, and then once you're done with that, gear up, get your military outfit on, and let's go to War Games, because we're going to see that night on Sunday, the Undisputed Era taking on the kings of NXT, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, and the NXT Tag Team Champions, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. This is going to be an epic match. The uh Pat McAfee is such an asshole. Um is so it's <laughs> he's such a great heel, so it's gonna be good. Also the NXT North American Championship is on the line a triple threat. The newly crowned NXT North American champion Leon Ruff is gonna be defending against Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Leon Ruff has Yep, and here is the thing. Leon Ruff is going to have not only a disadvantage with the two men, but also, um, and we'll get into this tomorrow with the NXT recap, Johnny Gargano now has two more um, people that are dressed up as those Ghostface characters. So he's also going to have to battle the Ghostface as well this Sunday. Will he retain the title? You'll have to check that out. Also, oh, he is. they're going to have an amazing match. Also, you're going to see the strap match. Dexter Loomis taking on Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is terrified of Dexter Loomis. However, he was trash-talking, and um, Dexter Loomis came out ready for him. So we're going to see, is Cameron Grimes going to be able to overcome his fear of Dexter Loomis, or will he be laid to rest again? Also, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Timothy Thatcher. This match is going to be good. I can just feel it. It's going to be great. Tommaso Ciampa, his music comes on. Definitely download that song, too. No One Will Survive. Great song. Check it out. His entrance music is good. Great match. And then finally, the match that I'm looking... Well, aside from the War Games, I'm looking for for the whole entire card. But 
the match that I think will open the show, the War Games, the female, Team Candice, you have Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and the newly heel Tony Storm taking on Team Shotzi, which is Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and a mystery partner that was revealed on NXT. But to hear who the mystery partner is, you'll have to tune in tomorrow to our NXT recap. So that's going on this weekend. You have Tribute to the Troops at 3 p.m. on Fox, and then you can check out NXT TakeOver War Games at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the WWE Network. So before we say goodbye, we are going to give you our match recommendations of the night. So this these are could be any match from any time, no reason for it, just a match recommendation that we say for you to watch, to check out. Um, Carlos, tell me your match recommendation for this week. So this is uh, Monday Night Raw, July 6, 2015. Mm-hmm. You can watch it at WWE Network. And it was uh, John Cena issued the Open Challenge, the U.S. Open Challenge, and Cesaro accepted it. Oh, that's a good one. Because in the previous week, Kevin Owens screwed, screwed him out of the opportunity. It was an incredible main event match. And so that closed the show. What was that date again, Carlos, for that role? July 6th, 2015. July 6th. I'm checking that one out again because I remember seeing it. It was really good. Cesaro versus John Cena, Raw, July 6th, 2015. Check that out. My match is WrestleMania 18, The Undertaker against Nature Boy Ric Flair. Um, Undertaker talked about this match on the podcast, uh, Broke His Goal Sessions Part 2, and I saw it live, and it was really good. Ric Flair put on a great show. It was a bloodbath for sure. Check it out and let us know what you think of those match recommendations. Before we go, we have two more orders of business to do. We are going to say our final farewell to Pat Patterson as well. Pat Patterson passed away. Um, What date was it that he passed away, Carlos? Was it Monday or was it? No, it was yesterday. He passed away yesterday. December 2nd. Thank you for that. Yeah, he passed away December 2nd. Um, NXT, the tribute, it tore me up because um, one of his favorite songs is My Way by Frank Sinatra, and that was one of my poppy's favorite songs. So I'm sitting there watching it like crying. Um, so definitely he was known for being very funny. He was the first ever Intercontinental Champion. He also um, worked with talent, including Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins, all Roman Reigns, all the NXT guys. Um, he's been in the company since the like late seventies, early eighties. He's a he, definitely a member of the McMahon family for sure. Um, and it's, it's it's sad. He definitely will be missed. There is a match that well, there's a couple matches to check out of him. If you want to see more of a funnier side of him, you could check out King of the Ring 2000. He takes on Gerald Briscoe in a hardcore evening gown match. Both men were dressed up as women, and hilarity ensued. And then another more uh, match to kind of see his talent was, it was an Alley Street brawl, Pat Patterson against Sergeant Slaughter, I think from 1981. So Pat Patterson, rest in peace, very funny, really created a lot for the WWE business. Um, Now, on that note... We are also, on our next show, going to be watching the greatest TLC matches of all time. 
However, this is sort of like not official. These are matches that I kind of thought were really good. And I'm going to spin the wheel. I have a thing called the Wheel of Names, and I wrote all the matches. And I'm going to spin the wheel, and I will tell you the two matches that are picked that we will cover next week on our show. So, the first match is, let me spin the wheel. Okay, our first match. TLC 2012. The Shield versus Team Hell No. That's going to be a good match. I'm excited for that. And our next match comes to us live from Monday Night Raw. I'll give you the date when we watch it next week. Ric Flair versus Edge in a TLC match. So that's those two matches we are going to be covering. We're going to be doing a watch along where we will watch it live with you. If you aren't able to tune in, um, right away, you can definitely play it back and watch it along with us too. So definitely check that out next week. We are going to be back with Throwback Thursday next week on December 10th. And we'll have a lot to cover by then. We'll be going over um, NXT War Games and Top Moments, Max Recommendations and everything else. Before we log off, I'm going to remind you where to check us out. You can check us out on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And also, you could check us out on Instagram, uh, WWE, well, World of WWE. Also, you could check us out on YouTube, World of WWE. We're on Facebook, World of WWE as well. Hopefully, you don't forget who we are. Um, Carlos, tell them where they could find your um, personal Instagram, your uh, all about. Instagram. You can find my 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 WWE Snapchat Instagram. It's all about WWE 2020. On Instagram, you to follow, like, leave comments. Awesome, yeah, and same thing with um YouTube, Instagram, any of that. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We'll definitely respond. And yeah, definitely check us out. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. And we will see you next time on Throwback Thursday. Thank you for checking us out.